0: So I decided to uh, tape the show this week um, at the worst possible <laughs> time. Uh, I looked at the weather forecast yeah. and I thought, what time of day would be so horrible for me that, that Dave could, drive, would happen? Yeah. And, and I picked in the afternoon on Thursday in the middle of the worst snowstorm of the season. So, you know, so I'm driving here yeah. and. Um, it's treacherous, yeah. you know,
1: and yeah. I'm, I'm a little late, you know, because yeah. it was bad traffic. So I'm like cutting people off and whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, really don't think anybody's going to give a crap if we don't do a
0: podcast <laughs> and I die. <laughs> right.
1: But no, I just kept on going. Right. That's because you you're a trooper. No, I'm a German. Yeah. I can't be late.
0: Well, that's true. Because we that's had a great true.
1: interview and I had I couldn't be late for it. And you weren't. No, I wasn't. Got it. So, two so. minutes early. Yeah. But
0: for a German two minutes early. It is 40 minutes late. it's late. Yeah, late. Uh, Mnuchin Man is up next, but first listen to this other fine OPI show. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear uh, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to free kicks with adam and rick and that's on
2: the radio misfits podcast network free kicks a tony Lasano podcast Opie show on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Mission Man, Man with Rick and Dave.
1: Uh, when is your so in the Kemper household? Yeah. When is the snow shoveling starting? Is there a pecking order? I mean, is there like a, so? Who's
0: gonna? Who, I mean, you're not gonna shovel. Well, the snow. no. I mean, you want me to die? Yeah. I, I mean, know, the, yeah. if they send me out there, they're, oh, they're basically center. saying, yeah. Um, So who's going to do it? Johnny
1: or Tommy? Who's going to be the. Well,
0: if we're being totally honest here, Johnny's a little better at shoveling than Tommy. Okay. Um, And Johnny is the one home right now. Tommy's at work. Okay. Uh, So it's going to fall on Johnny's shoulders mainly. But Bridget's home too. So uh, she will probably go help. Well, or at least (laughs) she will supervise. (laughs) Or she'll do mop-up, which is what <laughs> Michelle does. I did it. I did 100% of the shoveling for like, for like, for like 25 years. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yes. So. And and finally, it got to a point where they were like, well, you know, maybe it's not a good idea for oldie, oldie McFadass Mc oh. out there to drop dead. So I looked, I don't know,
1: this was, I don't know, four or five years ago. Um, I get it. Someone brings a doorbell. Yeah. Okay. And it's some kid. It's like, hey, do you want to shovel? Can I, you know, do you need someone to shovel the walk? And I had just shoveled. And I go, I just shuffled. And he <laughs> and he looked over and he gave me this. Really? I'm like, get out of here. All right. I did shuffle. It wasn't a lot of effort. I'll give you that, but it's good enough.
0: Get out of here. I had a kid come to my house in the fall to offer to rake. Yeah. yeah. I, I, he goes, it's 15 bucks. I said, that's a lot. Uh, you know, for I said, for both the front and the back? He goes, no, just the front. Yeah, come on. He said, my front yard's like a postage stamp. That would take me like eight minutes. He goes, you're not doing it. <laughs>
2: get the hell out of here. <laughs> know, right?
1: This is why I have three sons. <laughs> yeah, that is the only return on investment yeah. you
0: get. Let me tell you about your sales texting, kids. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, this is not going to win you uh, any clients.
2: Right. So, you know, fire up the Jenkins jingle. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! It's time now for Dave to share stories of employees screw-ups jenkins it could only be jenkins. jenkins jenkins with rick and dave jenkins
1: this comes out of russia okay board museum security guard doodles eyes on pricey russian painting okay artist anna leproshosh three-figure painting recently was on exhibit
0: at the yeltsin center in oh you mean that one i have i have this a copy of it that one right there that what? Oh, no. I wanted to pretend like I had fine artwork on the walls here, and you you, you could have just gone along with it. Oh, I, it, was a, it I, wasn't no. a good... I, was, I didn't yes and. You didn't yes and me. You're looking at a picture of Babe Ruth, and that's not the same thing, is it? So,
1: this painting was at the Yeltsin Center in Yika, Ta, Des Moines, Russia. Okay. Okay. And on it, and here's a picture of it right here. Do you see what it is? It's basically just three faces. It's
0: three people with no faces. No facial... Uh, there are no eyes, no, no noses, no right. mouths, just faces. So, the yeah. security guard, you know,
1: getting a little bit bored, he gets takes out a ballpoint pen and... Who bought uh, this crap? It doesn't even bought, have faces. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, he puts a couple of little eyes in there and a little nose and every... Now, now he's the asshole, right? <laughs> the original painting was valued at $3 million. Wow. That's a crap. So... According to the newspaper, the painting was on loan from Moscow state Tretyakov Gallery uh-huh. um, and was um, damaged by the security guard because he was bored on his first day of the job. Okay. okay. Wow. First day. Right. And you know, he's a security guard. He has earbuds. Yeah. Whatever happened to the Radio Misfits
0: podcast network? Yes. Download a couple of podcasts. Right. Maybe not even ours, right? Yeah. The little car guys, you know, maybe... Uh, well, back to you with Steve Baskerville right. well, and exactly. Howard Sudbury. Now, everyone who's
1: cracking wise and insulting this guy um, is missing his actual brilliance. Okay. There's a big, there's a big onion here. Okay. Okay. I'm going right, to take off hear. a layer here. Uh, layer here. Um, the security guard was simply showing the irony of the illusion of security by drawing eyes. He metaphorically opened people's eyes to the fact that the danger is in the system of the system itself. Huh? Wow. Yeah. wow. So, reading this story uh, reminded me of a totally unrelated thing that happened in college. Okay. 35 years ago. And you know that last weekend, or this past weekend, I went to Champaign to visit right. Lila. Yeah. Uh, and I was able to get into Greg Hall. Oh, by the way, I'm still on the bad checklist at the idiot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still number one on the... And uh, double dribble. DFS is still number one. Uh, in it, it's, it's Spaceport uh, <laughs> Arcade? Uh-huh. So... We were able to get into Greg Hall. And I, in fact, even sent you a picture yes, of, you the, of the library. And you know how Greg Hall had those big lecture halls, yeah. right? So I got into one yeah, you know, and it got into it. You opened the door yeah. and I looked at it and the memories started flowing over oh, no. me. The smells were the yeah. same, right? Uh-huh. And I remember a story Uh-oh. and it's it's funny because I thought of this again when I read this story. Um, it was one of those big lecture halls. I think it was like, there was a... Uh, I don't know, 102 Greg Hall. So. Okay.
0: Do yeah. we have a commercial break? Because this is going to be a really long <laughs> oh <my> story. <laughs> I think you need a little more detail. You know, what was
1: what was the groundwork? Like? So, so, it was one of these um, one of these lecture halls with like 300 people in yeah. it, right? And you know how they had the movie shades? Yes. Or, you know, the you know screens, right? Yeah. So, the guy comes up. The professor's name was Al Porterfield, one of my favorite professors. And he pulls up the movie screen because he didn't need it. Yeah. And on the chalkboard was this like four-foot cartoon penis. That was drawn, okay, <laughs> and it had a French beret on, and there was like a cane, like the testicles were holding a cane, and underneath it said "rat-a-tat-tat." No oh, idea wow. what that could possibly mean, right? So obviously, the two hundred students thought that was the funniest yeah, thing of in of the course, world. Yes, so it was a um, abnormal sight class. So he was going to start, he was going to race the penis, uh-huh. right? And then he stopped. And he goes, "Uh-uh." We are doing fixation disorders today. I'm gonna to leave it up here and see if you guys can listen to me or be fixated on, on Pierre the penis. Wow. And he left it there and we don't remember I remember <laughs> Pierre the penis, but I have absolutely no idea. So whenever I, I hear can describe the veins in the, the penis, right, right, I can tell right. you exactly the, the how beret where it was, it was tilted yeah. and whatever. So um whenever I hear the word doodle, I you think, think of, of that. I think of that. And I wow. thought about that. This wow, weekend. we've
0: really, we've really uh, Tangentized this one, right? I mean, dipped into the character <laughs> of a Dave Stern. Uh, well, I have a story for you, and it's kind of a sad one. Uh, there was a uh, a major celebrity de- uh, death this week, P.J. O'Rourke, mm-hmm. who was a writer that uh, I idolized when I was a teenager because he was the editor of National Lampoon, mm-hmm. and National Lampoon to me. Um, was it. Yeah. Do you remember how big that was when we were in high school? Oh, yeah.
1: Well, Animal House. Really?
0: You know, and the magazine, yeah. But even before Animal House, I I was getting the magazine, because it looked like a real magazine. Right, Right. And so my parents were not the wiser, but inside you might have an occasional boob or... uh, So if you would have gotten a magazine called Jugs, for instance, (laughs) they would have been... It would have been a little harder. Uh, But he would write... Uh, some pretty funny satire in there. There were, I remember, there was one uh, article that was written by uh, John Hughes, the, uh, uh, the director. Yeah, the director. I mean, everyone got their start there. Mm-hmm. Doug Henning, who wrote Animal House, uh, got his start there. But uh, John Hughes wrote an article called "My Vagina," mm-hmm. where he woke up one day with a vagina, and it was just the discussion. The whole thing was about uh-huh. what happens. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. those are the kinds of stories that the National Lampoon had. But as he got older, P.J. O'Rourke became like a conservative Yeah, he, uh, he became guy, kind of right? a wonk, right? He was uh, like a political consultant. Uh-huh. But he never lost the uh, uh, his bullshit meter. Okay. Right? And he became like the H.L. Mencken okay. of our generation. So
1: yeah. – I talk about Pierre the Penis, yeah, and you're now talking about these literary
0: uh, powerhouses. Well, let me give you a couple. I, I went through and found some old uh, quotes that he. These are just quotes from PJ at work. Uh, the weirder you're going to behave, the more normal you should look. It works in reverse too. When I see a kid with three or four rings in his nose, I know there's nothing extraordinary about him. That's well, that's a good, well said. Yeah, a hat should be taken off when you greet a lady, and then left off for the rest of your life. Nothing looks more <laughs> stupid than a hat. Uh, PJ Rourke must have had a full head of hair. He did have a full head of hair. Fish is the only food that is considered spoiled once it smells like what it is. Well done. Yeah. Now who's who's got the... It's no uh, Pierre the Penis. (laughs) It's no rat-a-tat-tat, but... Uh, Politicians are wonderful people as long as they stay away from things they don't understand, such as working for a living. (laughs) That sort of thing. And and it starts getting to be more political Mm -hmm. as he gets older. In the last election, he said we had a choice between Democrats who couldn't learn to, couldn't learn from the past, and Republicans who couldn't stop living in it. Hmm. So How that's old kinda, was he? he was only seventy-four, I think. Hmm. So you know, in these days, that's young. And as we get older, yeah, seventy-four. It's getting nothing. younger and younger. And <laughs> yeah, younger yeah, absolutely. Younger. But anyway, my tribute to P.J. O'Rourke. So we got a review on uh, Apple
1: this past uh, week. Okay. Um, if you want to review our show, go on Apple, you can go on Podbean, you can go on Podchaser, you can do anything. Okay. And this comes from Chunch the Great. In a sea of podcasts, Minutia Men is an island unto itself. The podcast has heart, humor, and tons of great content. Hosted by two hosts that are genuinely interested in their guests. what they have to say so I think this was actually for the other podcast okay the a breath of French air a fresh French air whoa see I'm talking about Pierre Pierre, Pierre. the penis a breath of fresh air and worth of your time subscribe now that's very nice it should be worthy of your time but basically
0: we don't criticize the five star reviews how many times (laughs) do I have to tell you that all right it's time for another section of our show
2: Time now for studio walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Rick and
3: Dave.
0: So this is the part of the show where we dip into the Rick and Dave archives, which are vast and span forty years. Mm. As of this year, we've been together doing stuff mm. like this for 40. Years, mm-hmm. And so, at the beginning of the week, every week, I sent Dave a list of possible things from our archives that we can play during the Studio Wall segment. And there's quite a few good ones mm-hmm. this week, don't you think? Yeah, I bet you was, had a hard was, time. This was a tough one. So, here are some of the ones that he said no to. Uh, February 13th, 1967, the Buckinghams hit number one with Kind of a Drag. Mm-hmm. We spoke to the to carl giamorici the leader of that band and we also talked to carl if correct me about naked swimming at lane 10 too. we did yeah. we did we talked about keith we talked about yeah, all sorts yeah. of stuff dave said no yeah. uh february 14th 1991 the movie silence of the lambs came out mm-hmm. and dan butler who was bulldog on uh Frasier, mm-hmm. was in that movie and i talked to him about mm-hmm. that specific scene dave said mm-hmm. no uh, February 15th, Joseph Genescoli's birthday from The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Big could've, fan of the show. Could have played a clip from mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Dave said no. February 16th, I'm shocked that you said no to this one. Dave released a video to his promotional song, Cue Ball Wizard. Yeah, you know, I have evolved so much as an artist. Well, I got news for you. Yeah. Our new, uh, Our new Instagram intern. Yeah. Is going to be posting that right. one on our Instagram account, which okay. I'll tell you about later. Right, but, right. uh, he said no to that. Dave said no. Uh, February 16th, John McEnroe's birthday. Randy mm-hmm. Markin, just, Merkin just told us a great story about that in a, in an interview not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Dave said no. February 17th, 1984, Footloose came out. Mike Reno from Loverboy wrote mm-hmm. one of the songs for that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Could have talked to him about that. Nope. Uh, if. 1989, this week, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure came Mm -hmm. out. We had Fee Mm Wable, the lead singer of Tubes, who's in that movie. We actually just watched it last weekend with the kids. Yeah, It actually is pretty good. It's not bad. Special effects, not so great. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, you could have heard all about that from Fee Wable, but Dave said no. Uh, It's also Harry Carey, the anniversary Mm -hmm. of Harry Carey's death. I wrote a song about him when he died. Mm Could have heard that. Mm Could have heard Harry in his own words talking about how he wanted to be remembered. Dave said no. We could have heard from Rich King, who mm-hmm. was at the White House this week mm-hmm. in 2016 and told us all about that story. Mm-hmm. Dave said no, but here's what he said yes to: uh, February 16, 1968, the Beatles arrive in India to study with the Maharishi. Mm-hmm. Paul Salzman, one of our guests at Manushaman Celebrity Interview, which I'm having a hard time saying today, Manushaman Celebrity Interview, um, was there. Yeah. He was there when it happened. Yeah. And he told us all about it. And the, the the beginning story, the story of when he first talked to them, yeah. is kind of a cool story, don't you think? Oh yeah. So I'm going to play that for you now. It's a couple minutes long, and uh, here goes.
3: So I walk out of the uh, out of the room, and and i'm in this state of bliss and george later told me when we were sitting alone he said <laughs> he said quote i get higher meditating than i ever did on drugs and i know exactly what he means because it had just happened to me you know and i had done my share of drugs of you know mostly just smoking marijuana yeah. which which in those days as you know was a lot gentler than today oh my yeah, god i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah and um And so I'm walking along in the ashram, and I'm just in the sun, and I'm looking at the trees, and there's a few monkeys, there's green parakeets in the trees, you can hear the Ganges River down below burbling along, and honest guys, the beetles are not in my mind at all. Really? At all. I'm walking along, and I'm in this altered state of bliss, and I'm just so relieved to not be in agony. And I look over to my right at one point as I'm walking around. And the ashram's not big. I forget how many acres, but it wasn't big. Um, and I see John sitting at a table off by the edge of the, you know, more towards the, uh, the cliff at the edge of the ashram. And I recognize John Lennon. And he's probably about, oh, I don't know, 100, 150 feet away. And there's some trees in between. So I can't see who he's sitting with, except I can see the side of Paul's face Uh, sitting opposite John and I can see there's other people but I don't know who they are and honest to God guys what happened was in this altered state I didn't think Beatles didn't think it I just found myself as odd as it sounds I'm curving towards them oh I'm curving towards them right and as I'm walking towards them I'm about halfway to them and I'm still not thinking Beatles oh my God not at all I'm just in the flow, as they say, I'm in the bliss, I'm in the moment, and I'm about halfway to them, and I notice, oh, my heart's beating a little faster. <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah you're, you're yelping like a, like a girl. But, yeah.
3: <laughs> but, but I'm not caught in it, right? I'm, I'm just right. observing this little bit of an increased heartbeat. So I get to the end of the table, because the way I'm walking, I approach at the end of the table. and. They're sitting under a, a covering arbor shading from the sun, and it's a long table, like, well, I don't know, maybe maybe 16 feet long. And I get to the end of the table, and there is John and George and Paul and Ringo and Patty Boyd and, uh, and um, Jane Asher, mm-hmm. Paul's girlfriend, and Cynthia Lennon and Maureen Starkey and Mal Evans, their roadie, Donovan, the folk singer. Mia Farrell the actress. Right, right. And,
1: and Shecky and Green for some reason. I don't know what Shecky Green was doing there.
3: <laughs> Jack Benny was there as the weirdest thing Well, the only other person was Mike Love of the Beach Boys, right? Yeah, jeez. So- so they're talking with each other, and I'm standing at the end of the table. I'm totally calm. I'm in this altered state, thank God, of, of bliss, and I don't want to interrupt. So I just stand there a moment, and they realize, obviously, someone's entered the circle. Uh, yeah. And after a few moments, not long, a few seconds, they stop talking and look at me, and John looks up at me, and I simply say to him, I'm very calm. May I join you? Sean says... Sure, mate. Pull up a chair. <laughs> Paul turns to me, because Paul's right next to me. Paul turns to me and says, come and sit here. And he pulls the chair over to the end of the table, and I sit down. Now, shall I continue? Oh, that was how <laughs> yeah, I it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. And I'm not going to continue now, because it's 20 more minutes. Right. But it's 20 minutes that is worth your yeah. while. <clears throat> Go to... Uh, minutia Men Celebrity Interview. And this will be episode number 88. Mm-hmm. And we'll post it on our Instagram feed. The too. intern will post it on. The yeah, name. the intern. <laughs> <laughs> i got a quick funny story about the intern. Sure. You know, I told him when he... And the intern, by the way, is my son, right. Sean. Who's so getting paid enough. He's a right? college freshman, right? right. Okay. I said, the only thing that I care about with this Instagram page... Is that you don't make me look illiterate. Right? <laughs> right, right. Because English, I'm a right, writer. Right, right. We're publishers. It's your and your. It's there and there. Just right? don't be yeah, an idiot. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he signed us up as Minutia Men Official. Yeah. He spelled official wrong. Offical. <laughs> <laughs> Offical. He forgot the second I at the end. <laughs> I fixed it. It's fixed now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he's on thin ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, we can give this job that pays nothing, to do. There's a whole line of people waiting yeah. for this. You say no. Look at this line of people who want to do this job, pal. All right. We still have more show to come. Uh, what's what's still out there? Uh, musical rabbis. Oh, that's pretty huh? good. Huh? I've got uh, the, the four-day work week. Huh. And we'll also uh, tell you a, cel- a celebrity story, as we always do. Uh, That's coming up right after this. Don't even think about saying hi to me. No, don't even say hi. Don't even nod your head and acknowledge me because I will kill you. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts.
1: Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. I'm invoking the tragedy plus time rule. On this next one. Okay. Okay. How long ago was it? Uh twenty eight years. Okay. That's enough. All right. Yeah. So do you remember in nineteen ninety four, and this was out of New Jersey, the the rabbi that hired a hitman to kill his wife? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't, a Cherry Hill rabbi hired a hitman to murder his wife. Um, in 1994, in New Jersey, and now there's going to be a musical about <laughs> it. Because what doesn't scream <laughs> musical that uh, a rabbi, you know, yeah, whacking uh-huh. his wife, yeah. right? The lure, the lurid murder-for-hire plot that claimed Carol Newlander's life, landed her rabbi husband in jail, um, and really did break the heart of the South Jersey Jewish community. I mean, it was, yeah. you know. We may be a lot of things. We're not really murderers, right? Right. If we're accountants, podiatrists. Murderers yeah. are not generally one of they. So basically what they're doing is there is a, um, there's going to be a musical and it's going to be called A Wicked Soul in Cherry Hill. And it's being produced by the Geffen Playhouse in Los Angeles. And it's going to be out in June. Okay. Okay. Um, now, Matt Schatz is the writer and uh, the playwright and yeah. the producer of this. And he's writing some. He's like write songs. He's okay. like he's like you with there yeah. uh-huh. right? Um, and he's and he's beginning to. I mean, we haven't heard any of the songs yet. Okay, uh, I have a few <laughs> I, Gee, how did I know that was going to happen?
0: Uh, I, I happened to get a get a copy of a few of them. Oh, did you really? Oh, yeah. oh that's oh, yeah. my copy. Oh, yeah. oh, fantastic.
1: So, but this is really putting a wedge into the Jewish community. Yeah, right because. Look, do we really want to have a musical about... No. You know, it's about terrible. this, right? So I've got some of the quotes, okay, okay. from um, some of the, the the people in the congregation. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one comes from 61-year-old Steve Sachs, and this is what he said after they asked him, you know, what do you think? He goes, man, I hate theater. Way too overpriced. Okay. Okay. Um, Shirley Bromowitz, who mm-hmm. babysat for the Newlanders, said, I'm not going to go. It's always so hot in those theaters. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And Morty Schlichstein, uh-huh. fifty-seven. He said, "You crazy? They charge nine bucks for a seltzer. I'm not going to
0: go. <laughs> this is racist." Right. Right.
1: So, and I do think that the playwright needs a little more sizzle. The name, don't yeah. you think?
0: You
1: know, a, a wicked soul in Cherry Hill. Yeah. Uh, what about yeah. killer on the roof?
0: Oh, now you may be onto something because I believe some of the songs are. Oh, in that oh video. my God! How could that? How did I
1: ever know that? Go,
0: please tell me. Uh, for instance, this one, and it, you know, I, I think they're still working through the the lyrics a well, little bit. Well, you know how
1: tough it is to write yeah. a song,
0: so I just have it on a, like a notebook pad okay. that that they left around the theater when I was there <laughs> <Right>. investigating. <clears throat> so this is the first one I saw. If I hired a hit man and he riddled, 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 riddled her with holes, that would make my Jersey heart sing and possibly get back my ring. <laughs> nice. That's, that was one of them. That's good. Yeah. Then how about this one? Hit Manny, hit Manny, please hit my wife. Not just a slap, Bobby. please take her life. Oh, that's, yeah. the these don't, are just parts. I mean, they're little notes. Um, we got to get on Twitch. You know what Twitch is?
1: Yeah. Because we yeah. got to get your fa- You got to get your facial expression. <laughs>
0: last week, you were doing a I don't a just lot sing them. I <laughs> act them. Right. right? Right. I mean,
1: you are in the moment. Really? Right. Here we go. So. This is the
0: last one I saw. already. Okay. Sunrise, she's dead. <laughs> Sunrise, <laughs> she's dead. So, anyway, that's all. That's yeah. got. <laughs> But you know who's not going to go? That some- was your story. How am I doing all the work <laughs> on this one? Well, you know who's not going to go? <coughs> Who? Maury Schl- Schl- Schlickstein. Yeah, straight. that's true. Not pay- he's <laughs> not paying nine bucks for a salter. That's her. a good point. All right. My story is about something I've been dreaming about since I was a young boy, and that is the four-day work week. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you remember
1: the Simpsons <laughs> episode where Mr. Birds tells Homer, if you don't come in Friday, don't bother coming in Monday? He goes, woohoo, four day week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about that's about <laughs> it. Uh, but this uh, is a story that is in Belgium. After weeks of discussions, the Belgian government announced Tuesday that employees in that country will be able to request a four day work week mm-hmm. from their employer without losing any salary. Now they have to work longer on those four days. Mm-hmm. You know, you still work the same number of okay, hours. Okay, how many? Uh, real quick, how many hours would you have to work for four days to? Don't, don't no <laughs> math no math. What you tell me? How many more? That'd be ten. Ten hours a day. Ten times four is forty. Yeah, yeah I knew that. I knew that. Um, but uh, so so that would be something that I I've never understood why they they don't uh, allow that to happen here. Huh. Three day work week. You know anyone? You're working ten hours a day anyway. Let's right. be honest. Everyone is. Well, Facebook takes two hours. Right. Yeah, you've got to write your your uh, parody songs, about <laughs> yeah, right? Right, right. <laughs> fiddler on the roof, right? I mean, these are important. I'm things. up to my eyeballs in <laughs> penis stories, okay? And you know, my son who's you know our intern. Yeah, he's already got a four day work week yeah. in college. Yeah. They're doing they're doing it in college. He's yeah. only got four days of classes. And you remember when I was working at the lube, and I, was, I had the, I had a four day work week, mm-hmm. and I was working like you know. Midnight to five, right. you know, four days a week. And my total hours a week were like, yeah, like 17 or something yeah, right, like that. Right, right, yeah. And I was making more money than I made working full time. Yeah. And then I got a job offer to work for Landecker mm-hmm. and it, you know, increased my salary, but it didn't. Oh, it didn't decrease incre- the, the hours I mean, went up. Yeah. On I'd an put, hourly basis. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you definitely. Yeah. Took Do you a, remember what you said to me when I took that job? No. Uh, he called me a moron. <laughs> like you're a moron. Oh. You have a dream life right well, now. I remember, I don't know when it was that
1: I would, and I was still toiling paper, slinging skids. Yeah. And I would call you, and you would say something like, "What day is today?" Right. I and I'm like, "How do you not know what know. day it is? I know. I know
0: exactly how many minutes left till Friday." Yeah. Yeah. You know. I- I put in, like, 70 years of work in in my first right. 20 years. Yeah, but uh, I think you made it back in the last time. I have.
1: I have. I think, yeah. I think you're the plus side of the ledger right now. <laughs> yep. All
2: right, time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave.
0: So, this is the part of the show where we tell celebrity stories. Uh, We've got a a million of them, Mm -hmm. um, and people request them. Mm I want to find out if we've met somebody and tell them stories about it. We got a DM here from Peter Z uh, via Twitter. Saw the Twitter tributes to Chris Farley, who would have turned 58 this week. You guys are about that age, aren't you? Did you Mm -hmm. ever run across Chris Farley? Did you, Dave?
1: Um... uh... I I was... What was the bar across from Second City? remember that bar that we used to go to. Yeah. What was it called? State Joint or something? I don't know what it was called. Uh, I don't remember. um, I saw him there
0: once. Said hello. Because somebody... Well, we used to... When we were at Second City, when we did that show there, the guys working backstage were telling us about Chris Farley because he had just left to go to SNL. Okay. Uh, Along with
1: uh, uh, Tim Meadows. uh, Okay. Uh, They
0: were... they. Excuse me. They left at the same time. Um, but yeah, somehow I never met him. I, yeah, he I mean, was I, on the loop all the time. I never met him. He was with Man Cow, who lived, who had the same studio mm. as us, on the day that he died. Oh, he was on the air he, that day. He, he had a, an apartment in the Hancock right, building. And right. I worked in the Hancock huh. building. Never met him. Have you? Do you know that story about how he died? <laughs> a little bit. And not enough uh, to tell it because I don't, don't want to well, get any details right. Well, no, who cares? Um
1: basically he was downtown partying yeah. or in, you know, Lakeview or whatever and just hooked up with a couple of random people yeah. you know that had you know, drugs. And right. they he they, like drove him to Oak Grove Village or whatever they did drugs and then they drove him back to the Hancock building. Uh just
0: a real sad yeah. lonely, you know. That. Yeah, you know the, those drug stories never end well. <laughs> they're never, they're never funny stories. Yeah, no, I they're know. they're just not. Um, yeah. Did you know that Chris Farley was going to
1: be the original Shrek? Uh no, but I, I can see it. Yeah, he was going to be the original Shrek. I can see it. And there's on YouTube his voiceovers on it. Oh, really? Yeah. So
0: he they'd gone that far already?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was still in the storyboard stage. Okay, but he they were there are. Audio of, of well, him doing track.
0: I never met him personally, but I consider him uh, one of the greats. I mean, we he was uh, George Went that one time. Yeah. yeah, I think it was right, right around the same time. It was at second city, right? Yeah. Well, we'll I, maybe someday someone will ask us to tell that story because I have uh, that whole basically story. was we saw him. No, I same. have a whole, I have a whole George Went story, but I'm not going to tell okay. it now. I'm no. not, I don't just give these right, out. Right. This is not just free. Yeah. Uh, By okay. the way, if you want to hear some great stories, go to a Men Man celebrity interview this week uh we interviewed Doug Johnson from Loverboy mm-hmm. and i just listened to it this morning mm-hmm. it's a it's a really mm-hmm. good one he has uh he tells some great stories about uh being on the road uh opening for uh ZZ Top mm-hmm. and how difficult that was and the people would throw like cherry bombs <laughs> at them and and how he was backstage with uh Billy Gibbons and talking about uh uh Pianos and keyboards, mm-hmm. and and then the next ZZ Top album had all sorts of keyboards and stuff on it. It's just it, okay. there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, check it out. It's at Man Celebrity Interview. Um, we'll post a link, by the way, to the entire interview that we talked about earlier. Uh, minutia man Instagram page and and the oh, du- fickle man, oh fickle. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> that's <laughs> the so one thing he had to do what right, right. yeah. job but you know and I didn't notice it either you know who yeah. pointed it out to me was Tony yeah. Lasano he well, sent me like a little you know, eyes dripping, and L's are like, hard at our hey, age you moron at our age eyes and L's are hard to Time. Yeah, and uh, if I'm little, not wearing uh, my glasses, uh, and those, it's yeah. tiny.
1: Oh, I know. It's, it's super it's tiny.
0: Minutia. Yeah. It's minutia. It's minute minutia. Well, anyway, follow that page. We started it this week. We, we have a Twitter video. page, too. We do have a Twitter page. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us at minutiaman. You can you can email us at podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. You can check out our publishing company, Eckhart's Press. we got a couple books coming out in two weeks or least eight will be in the next two weeks. That Dick Allen book looks like it's oh. going to be pretty Well, some the, the the Oscars' Biggest Mistakes is great, too. Two great books coming yeah. out. Amazing. Uh, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana, with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, oppihshows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Musherman. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you.
3: This has been a presentation
0: of Ol' Pie Productions.
2: Tony, can you shut up?
3: I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and my co-host Luke Costable each week for the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, the podcast where two regular car guys talk about, what else? Cars. We'll tell you about what we've seen on the roads, what's happening in the industry and share some great stories about our experiences in the automotive world over the past several decades. We guarantee it'll be fun, informative and entertaining. It's the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.